listening to SBS On The Money with Ricardo Gonsalves. Hi everyone, it's your daily 10-minute business and finance news wrap for this Thursday, the 21st July 2022. Later, markets are bracing for global central banks to meet next week, likelihood of interest rates continuing to rise. But first to SMEs, and a NAB survey has found more than three in 10 small to medium enterprise owners were experiencing significant supply chain issues, and 31% say these issues will continue into the new year for the next 12 months at least. This will have implications for consumers and for these businesses. So for more, I spoke with NAB's Anna Marankovic. COVID uh, pandemic and um, high goods spending, um, significant pent-up demand, and most certainly the Russia-Ukraine conflict, they've all created um, significant challenges for supply chains um, across the globe, and that obviously includes Australia as well. Now, NAB research um, reveals that supply chain issues remain very much on the minds of um, Australian business owners with more uh, than three in 10 actually telling us that they are a significant um, for their business right now, but also they think they will be significant over the next 12 months as well. What are the implications of this for both SMEs and then for consumers as well? Well, the issue um, of supply chains for Australia has absolutely now moved from uh, the boardroom conversations to a discussion that uh, many of us are now having um, around the lounge rooms. And we have all experienced um, significant shortages um, of our favourite items um, at the supermarket, for example. Um, and this is just the tail end um, of much bigger challenges that businesses across Australia are are now experiencing in regards to this issue. And many SMEs um, have been working really, really hard um, to manage uh, customer expectations and and really providing um, as much clarity as possible around um, shipping, processing times, um, dispatch, um, better delivery-related communications, tracking, um, and uh, stock notifications, for example, have also become much more important um, as a way for businesses um, to stand out from their competitors. And I think that um, fundamentally the greater investment in local uh, manufacturing will absolutely help to relieve um, the country's ongoing supply uh, chain challenges. And this is a view which is echoed by uh, many small business uh, customers in particular that I talk to uh, on a daily basis. So how do you SMEs feel these supply chain issues can be resolved? Well, we ask business owners um, what they think can be done um, to help resolve some of these issues. And the top uh, responses were uh, continued investment in local manufacturing, um, ensuring that we have the relevant facilities here on shore, but also followed by improvements to our um, road, rail um, and air infrastructure um, as well. Now, bolstering our local manufacturing industry really presents a lot of opportunities for us, um, both commercially as well as ethically. And manufacturing more right here in Australia uh, means that we can um, give them an assurance that the item has been created um, in an environmentally as well as um, socially uh, responsible way. 
Anna Marankovic there from NAB. Now to the Australian share market, which saw a late rally despite uh, treading water for most of the day. The 200 up by half percent, 6,794. For more, I spoke earlier with Evan Lucas from Investmart. Yeah, well, I'm driving at nothing. I think that's the, probably the answer to, to that question at the moment. We're all just sitting on our hands and waiting to next week because there is just such a data drop and a lead into what will be a big, big change in monetary policy across the globe. So don't forget, next week you've got CPI prints from us here in Australia, but also across Europe. You've also then got the ECB meeting to raise rates for the first time in an incredibly long time. You've got the US Federal Reserve meeting to raise rates for the third time this year. And the question is, is it 75 basis points or 100 basis points? The week after you then got us. Uh, and whether or not the RBA goes 50 basis points or more and, and whether or not they tell us even further. So the market is in a very, very consolidation mode. It is waiting to find out the next steps about where we are on the cycle. How high is inflation and how hard do central banks have to keep going? Uh, one sector that has done well on the market today, though, is lithium miners. What's behind that? Yeah, so interesting, last night it was Tesla that's driving it. And the reason for that is that Elon Musk has, has come out with his normal vivacious language and talking about how you know, lithium pricing at the moment is, in his words, insane. He actually came out and said during his presentation for Tesla that if he wanted to be have a license to print money, go into lithium refining. And he talks about the demand for it is incredible and is only going to get stronger. And his results tell you that. I mean, look at the amount of units sold. Look at the revenue they got. Okay, their profit was poor because the, at the moment, their biggest problem is operating uh, costs. The amount of costs in terms of supply, the amount of costs in terms of actually getting things onto production is incredible, and lithium is part of that. And so the the, the flow-through effect is that clearly, A, lithium demands only going to get stronger, and B, the extraction price they're getting is clearly better than expected. So that is what's driven the lithium minus today. It shows that also that the demand for lithium is going to get bigger. The ones to watch now is the bigger end of town. Does it, you know, when or sooner or later, a, you know, a Glencore, a BHP, a Rio, when these guys actually start to step into that space, that will also very much confirm that lithium now is the next market, like nickel has been confirmed over the last couple of years. And um, gold, it's at a two-year low, but shouldn't gold do well when there's uh, times of economic uncertainty? They should, and obviously also the ties, the economic link between inflation, the hedge idea between gold and inflation. What it is, though, is that history shows you that when they are going through a, an aggressive height tightening cycle, that actually gold is on the way out. And then there's, again, it's the economics, the fact that you have a precious inert metal that doesn't actually give you anything versus US bonds, which are seen as the safest thing on the planet as well, that does actually give you a yield. And so the slide happens each time. And it, it traditionally shows you that as soon as you start to see a tightening cycle in the US, gold actually suffers. And if you look basically since sort of April when we peaked out from the horrible events that are going on in Ukraine where we got above 2000 US dollars an ounce gold has been falling pretty much consistently and regularly since because the Fed is on the rate height cycle and that's only going to continue so that's what's happening now is people are preparing for next week selling out of their gold because they understand that it's going to be under even more pressure with a height cycle we've got Evan Lucas there from Investmark This SBS On The Money podcast is provided for informational purposes only. The content on this podcast should not be understood as constituting advice or a recommendation. It is not personal advice and does not consider your personal circumstances or objectives. 
You should contact a licensed professional before making any financial decision.